Though it's the smallest of all the seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of all the garden plants and becomes a tree. So the birds can come and perch on its branches. This is episode 40, the parable of the mustard seed. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, my name's Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, how are you Andrew. doing, my friend? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. I am making a dedication for this episode, uh, or commitment. Yes. So I'm not really dedicating uh-huh. anything. I'm just committing <laughs> to it. Uh, I'm going to make sure my mouth stays as close to this microphone as Humanly possible without it going into my mouth. Uh, so my, <laughs> my audio sounds better. Because I noticed okay. on, well, I, don't, I don't think I've listened to a recent podcast that's live, but the one before it. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I go like this. You talk like this. Right. And hey. It just, I don't hey. know. It's annoying to me, hey. so I assume it's annoying to our listeners. Dude, Are you hanging you me keep right now? As <laughs> long my attention? Yeah, I was... I was tra- I was saying hey to you because you kept going far away. Uh, hey, get back there. Um, just don't sneeze. Just don't sneeze or mute yourself if you're going to sneeze because you don't want to give yourself COVID nineteen. Um, you actually have you thought about oh, masking yeah. up? That'd be rough. Um, to give yourself COVID. <laughs> it would, dude. Well, you we know? tried. We tried. <laughs> you can't make jokes anymore because they've all of a sudden become political. I almost said I had my three masks on, but you couldn't hear me. Uh, but now it's a political <laughs> statement. Uh, eventually, you're going to get to so many masks that you're just going to pass out. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out for you. You know, we can tell. Oh, we'll just tell our editor to cut it. It's all good. It's all good. Um, no, I yeah. think I think he should leave it in. We'll just we'll, we'll yeah. take the hit. You can hate us for our our politics. I'll take the hit. Uh, hey, we we talked about that so. one time. Yeah, we did. We're gonna. I was gonna make a sticker out of it, and I can never make it look good, so I just never mm. did it. Yeah, it's fallen into the um, the bucket of great ideas that were never accomplished. Uh, that bucket's pretty full. Of a lot of things in that bucket. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I am trying to get my wife to write a book right now. Um, <laughs> that really? is, I I am. Um, it would be called Fired Up, and it would be basically the guide to lose your job and then get promoted. And I'm like, listen, Jana, you can even make a quiz at the front of this book where you fill out and you're like the four types of people. One. So her dad, uh, we were talking about this and her dad chimed in because he like ended up getting a job that's better than the job he um, was downsized out of um, because they did a big restructure. So anyway, um, we were talking about this and he's like, yes, absolutely do that. And I'm like, you make a quiz. You can put like, don't be a jack. You're you're a jack personality or you're a golden retriever personality or whatever. It's like you can have all these levels. I'm like, you can make a TED talk. A you can do this whole thing. Like get in. You can get into the uh, consulting scam. You're good to go. Like, I think she yeah. the scheme. <laughs> I think she would like have to have that experience though. Yeah. Like, that's the only good thing that gives her credibility. She'd have to get fired and then hired back by the same company in a better position. 
Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, that's one of those or things. Or she I'm could do like, like parables kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just other people's testimony, other people's experience, you know, ghost author yeah. it. Do a do a pseudonym, yeah. you know, It'd be great. It'd be great. Um, Not that she's busy enough hey, with two kids writing a book. I think she's exactly. definitely capable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, got nothing but time to burn, you know? <laughs> Dude, I opened my, speaking In of politics, I opened my news app just a moment ago, <laughs> and a question popped out that I really wanted to ask oh, yeah. you. This was one of the, this was a thought-provoking news, this was a thought-provoking news headline, and the headline is this. Should you brush your teeth before or after morning coffee? And that's a real question for you. I have an answer and I have a stance on it, but where are you at on that? Do you brush pre or post morning <laughs> coffee? You have a stance on it. Uh, I don't have a stance on it. So I brush you my should. teeth before I drink my morning yeah. coffee because uh, that's when I'm in the bathroom. I don't drink coffee before I'm in the bathroom and I typically brush my teeth in the shower in the morning. So that means I have to drink my coffee before I ever got in the shower or take my coffee in the shower with me, I guess is an option, but that doesn't seem like it'd be good coffee. Um, it'd shower be like uh, Mrs. Delphire. Sealed top. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Delphire, when like she fakes that she's like wearing a, a meringue mask or whatever, and it like drops into her coffee, it'd be kind of like that, but with shampoo. And just have, uh, then I have like soapy. Nasty. Though my shampoo is like yeah. is like all natural. Uh, that's why it sucks. Um, but I like the bottles from the company, so that's why I buy things. Um, <laughs> and I like what it looks like with the other bottles in my shower. Such so a great answer. I keep using it. I don't know. So back Dude, to your question. Uh, probably before because I'm being lazy. That's great. If we have super loyal podcast listeners, they're going to know so much about your morning routine over time. They just keep yeah. getting little snippets yeah. of your whole morning We're routine. We're going to like run awesome. into each other one day. And they're just going to be like, oh, Josh, did you, uh, did you poop before you put in your contacts this morning? And you're like, nope, <laughs> would never do that. Uh, like, no joke. Uh, no, this was last week, I think, back to the pooping conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> last week, uh, I had to poop, like woke up having to poop like it was it wasn't like an explosive you better run there fast but it was a hey you need to take care of this first thing so i did and then i'm in this dilemma where you're like well i just i just wipe my butt and now i gotta put my contacts in because my eyes suck now and i can't see anything without them Uh, and i decided to go without them for a couple hours um not because i washed my hands a ton of times i just normal wash but i just felt like time had to pass by before i put poop particles in my eyes just felt too soon. Just felt too soon. Oh, that's funny, man. That's really funny. Well, it's here's a- the deal. I I have waited to brush my teeth before until after I've had my morning coffee. But here's the deal. When you do that, all the kind of gunk and like, not gunk, but you know, like you wake up and your mouth feels like, oh, I should brush my teeth in the morning. So if you go ahead and drink your coffee, I feel like it just permeates that flavor deep into like your tongue and your teeth and all your teeth cracks and stuff. And then you brush and you got to brush like two or three times to get that whole flavor out. So I do think you're, even though you say it's because you're being lazy, well, that, yeah. I think you're making a 
right call. Like you brushing first and then introducing coffee is the way to go, you know? And coffee breath is good breath, in my opinion, as long as you stay well hydrated after coffee. Yeah, I agree. You're good to go. Yeah. I like the taste of yeah. coffee. Like I have the taste of coffee in my mouth right now. So that would kind of, mm-hmm. that would suck if I lost it and I had the taste of mint in my mouth. Yeah. Um, instead to start my day. But I don't know. There's definitely parts of it that like brushing your teeth, you feel refreshed. It's like getting a haircut. You're like, I'm a new dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like brush your teeth. It's the same I'm thing. Good, I have this spray that I put on my yeah. face because mm-hmm. where I buy the stuff for my face told me to buy it. So I did. And I'm a sucker for ads. I just am. Especially <laughs> when things look good. I just buy them. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Um, right. And uh, uh, it's like refreshing. I don't know what it's supposed I think it's supposed to like open my pores or something like that. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but I like mm-hmm. it because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to take on the day. Uh, and then I put on my lo- yeah. my lotion for my face. And it's the only lotion I found that doesn't make me break out into, you know, ginormous zits. Uh, because that sucks. Hey. That does suck. But it's good you found the right lotion. And uh, I hope that uh, that's great. I tried to change my lotion recently because I wanted to match the other companies' stuff. Like I wanted to buy their lotion because – I want all my bottles to look the same because that's important in life. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that stuff made me break out like crazy. So I had to go back to my normal stuff. Doesn't look as cool of a bottle, yeah. but it works really well. Right. So. And it's the night you know, stuff. You could always I put it the in day, the bottle. You know? I don't want to put sunscreen on my face. Oh, nice. yeah. I, no joke. Let the sun I've thought about will. doing that with my shampoo <laughs> bottles because I don't like the shampoo at all. Uh, I was thinking back, I'm going to go back to crew because I like crew stuff. And I might just fill the crew stuff right. in the old bottles so it still looks right, yes. but it's crew. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll check in next yes. week and see if that's a, a methodology I've chosen. To yeah, we'll with. let you know how Josh's skincare is going and if his belly button leakage has uh, gone up or down, uh, depending on products he's used. And uh, yeah, we'll keep going. But Josh, <laughs> there, uh, there was something you said. Uh, that you'd been reading or watching or something. Uh, and then you're like, no, no, I'll save it for the podcast. So what what was that you were going to tell us about that you've been watching recently? I remember saying the statement. I'll save it for the podcast. <laughs> but for the life of me, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I think it had something to do with a TV well, show. But I can't remember hmm. what TV show. Well, we're on, I am we're watching on Survivor Season right 7 right now. Oh, burn notice. That's good. Oh, you just started it too. Yeah, we've been crushing Survivor, bro. We're on season seven. We're going yeah, straight through. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I'm not. I've tried to get into Survivor. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Hmm. Um, but no, yeah, burn notice from USA Network from like when I was in yeah. high school, early 20s, I think is when burn notice was on TV. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, cheesy yeah. at times. Little Miami vicey, but I like right. it. Uh, I'm like through well, two seasons now. I just started a couple weeks ago. Nice. That's like the, that it kind of reminds me. I remember watching some of the episodes and it was kind of like the Brooklyn. What is it? Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, kind of like that a little bit in some parts, but anyway, it's a good show. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cheesy in some parts, but it's I don't, it's not really a comedy. Um, no, but I I forgot how it ended. I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was on TV. I don't remember. 
Um, yeah. So now I'm like into the story and I want to know how I got burned. And right. as all right. TV shows that last forever go, they never tell you. They just give you new characters. Right. Um, right. But I am only through season two. Right. So I'm hoping that this, this does end. There's part of me, there's a fear. I should probably Google this, uh, that it's something that just got canceled and it never ended. So there's no end to it, yeah. which is yeah. really going to piss me off. If I go through the seven seasons or whatever it is. Yeah. And there's no end. I'm gonna. I'll probably cry. The... I've also been watching Monk. Remember Ooh, Monk? Monk is a good one. Monk is a good one, dude. That's yeah. yeah that's a good show. I like Monk. Nice. Not yeah, as good as my say... like, regulars, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, speaking of like these shows that like they just keep adding to, I don't know if the Blacklist is still on TV or not. But like, man, the season one of that and season two was really stinking good. And then we just kind of lost interest because it just like they kept pushing it out and changing it and all this stuff. But season one and two were solid of the blacklist. And, and that's like a similar story, right? There's like this entity that lives outside of the storyline they're trying to figure out. Yeah. Kind of. I like that guy. Though. Yeah. Yeah. There's like um, a big cabal and all this stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Welcome yeah, back to our. Watching, never. Never finished. Yeah. I was just going to say, welcome back to our uh, our parables discussions. I feel like these have been pretty cool. And uh, We should have like a theme song for it. Can you sing us a theme song dude, for parables? You know, I, th- I liked the track you were on right there. Um, if you want to just back me up. Parables, para- parables. About to get parabled, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what that means. I was thinking like more like high pitch. Can you like get into like your falsetto, dude? And like, don't can I go through that? Pitch. I cannot, but you can. I'd love to hear you hit it, bro. You were in a choir. I was never, I I was never in a choir. <laughs> I was, I was in a choir when I was an awkward middle school stage, and they put me at the very top, away from everybody, <laughs> so I wouldn't ruin the choir. Um, but I also have a pretty deep voice that carries. Which is not fun. But, they also made you just um, play it a tambourine. No joke. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Josh, can you just shut up and play this? Uh, like, if you yeah. actually don't sing. No, I've told this story, I think, on the podcast once. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they, they uh, because I had hockey one night and I missed the concert, I had to go sing by myself to the teacher. <laughs> Worst experience ever. And the only reason I took that class is because I was told there's no homework. And I was like, down with that. <laughs> uh, live and that learn, I funny. guess. Live and learn. No, it was yeah. sad. I, I cried myself to sleep that night. I didn't, mm-hmm. did not like the experience. Yeah. It happens. That's fair. But we are talking parables today. As we've been talking for the last, uh, when did we start? This is like episode four. Of parables, I think this is four or five, uh, and we're yeah. talking, yeah. and we're talking about the mustard seed parable. Um, yes, and maybe you've maybe you've caught it yet. I don't know. Maybe you haven't caught it yet. But um, parables can be kind of difficult for us to apply to our lives, though we are doing our best to to do that um, because they're not really meant for us. Um, you know, Jesus was ushering in, you know, essentially the restored kingdom. Um, you know, through the church and, and through uh, the Great Commission, uh, and he was comparing it to something was dying and something new was coming. 
Um, so a lot of these parables, yeah. including these ones, um, really apply to the time of the day um, more than they apply to us to today. But I think, hey, we find things to pull out of them. And I think they line up with the rest of scripture. So we're okay to do that. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. So if, if you're like, man, they all sound the same. Well, to some extent, they are the same story over and over again in different ways because Jesus was trying to get his point across that, hey, a new kingdom is being restored. Um, a new kingdom is, is, is being brought into existence um, through the church, um, and things are going to be different. And it's a lot of, hey, you failed the last time around, and now there's a new thing around. Uh, this one's a little bit along that lines. When we talk about the, the mustard seed, the growing seed. Uh, I think some even call it the weed, some... Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, even different books of the Bible call it weeds <clears throat> rather than um, what Mark calls it here in the growing seed where we're at today. But if you're following along, we are in Mark chapter four. Is that right? Four. It seems really early. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is Mark chapter four. Mm-hmm. Um, and really you could read all of Mark chapter four and we don't read totally. the the verses. Well, we don't read a good portion of them on, on the podcast, man, because we just want to, I don't know, tickle your your whistle. Is that, is that the saying? Did I make that up? Uh, <laughs> tickle your fancy. Uh, tickle your whistle. Tickle your fancy. We want to grab your attention just yeah. a little bit. You're like, oh, I think I think I like that. I'm going to go read it myself. Because uh, we want you spending time with Jesus. That's why we read scripture. We read scripture in relationship with Christ. I'm expecting him to speak to our souls, uh, to foster communication between us and him. Um, and that's that's why we dig into it. So we want you doing that yourself. This isn't, we're just not trying to share more information and knowledge here. Um, that's not helpful to your walk. Actually, I'd argue it's a hindrance to your walk. Um, and we want you fostering a yes. relationship with Jesus because he's the source of all life. He's the source of all hope. Um, he's the source of all purpose um, in this life. So if we want to make a difference, um, and we'll get into that today too, on making a difference, of what it looks like to be in the kingdom compared to out of the mm-hmm. kingdom. Um, but Andrew, you want to kind of give us the the message version, or I should say the Andrew Hannah message sure. version, the paraphrase version yeah. of scripture? Yeah. Why not? Why not? So why Jesus not? was talking. I can think a couple of reasons why not. What? <laughs> I said, okay. usually why not? I let me just, a couple reasons. let me just, as Josh would say, let me just try to Tickle your whistle real quick with this one. Um, <laughs> There's our new saying. Another sticker. <laughs> Added to the whistle. pile of ideas we never uh, never accomplished. I was laughing way too hard the whole time. You were being serious. So I'm going to get my game face on. Here we go. So Jesus was talking and he basically said, um, what shall I say? I mean, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed which is one of the smallest seeds you've ever seen. But uh, when it's planted, it grows and it grows so big that people and birds can use it for shade. Birds perch on on its uh, branches. They take refuge there um, and and it grows and grows by itself and becomes a force to be reckoned with. So what starts tiny can grow into an enormous plant and kind of impact its whole environment around it. And that's it. (laughs) Like It's a really short parable, but Jesus explains, yeah, things can start small. The kingdom of God might be starting small in your view, but it's not going to be small for long. 
pretty soon it's going to be something you can take refuge in, yeah. something others can can live inside of, birds can live inside of. Um, and it, that's what it's like. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say my first reaction as I was preparing for this was kind of funny, man. The last uh, three days I've been um, getting ready for to order all of our seeds that we'll be using in our garden, which, as you know, we have a pretty big garden and we love um, growing good food. It's marijuana it. seeds. So, no, no, it's uh, no marijuana seeds, um, but tomatoes, cucumbers, pumpkins, butternut squash, tomatoes. dude, acorn squash, like just the works, um, sweet corn, all kinds of stuff. Um, and it's kind of cool because I was looking out the window this morning and it's like we still have we got 30 inches of snow um, like a week and a half ago. We still probably have 10 inches on the ground covering everything because it's just been cold. Um, but anyway, I'm sitting here, you know, envisioning this this pack of seeds like the, the pumpkin seeds. There's like 25 in there, which doesn't sound like that many. But one pumpkin seed, when it grows, spreads out and covers like 15 feet around it in pumpkin vines, you know, and it climbs everything. It grows pumpkins everywhere. Like it just has exponential impact, one single seed. And the craziest thing about when you grow seeds like that is I try to get all heirloom ones as much as possible because that just means that I can use the seeds from the plants themselves and grow new plants. Um, so one pumpkin seed, if it grows, uh, you split open a pumpkin and it's like there could be 500 pumpkin seeds in there. So it's just this exponential impact that happens um, in a really, really natural way. So as we've been preparing for this podcast about the parable of the mustard seed, I've been literally planning to make my seed purchase to get ready for my garden and just thinking about like, well, which what things do I want to test that I could theoretically keep around forever? You know, because I might grow a great cucumber this year, but if I love it, I'll keep one cucumber, keep all the seeds from it then I'll never have to buy cucumber seeds again. Literally. Um, it's just, it's kind of crazy, man. So that's my first blush take on it is just the literal growing of seeds. Uh, analogy is really cool because it's something that can just keep going and going yeah. once you find a plant you're happy with. What do you think? Yeah. And like to put ourselves in the story, listening to it, like, Right now, what Jesus was introducing, this new kingdom, existed in him and his 12 disciples, right? Like, right. that that's small beginnings. Uh, like, there's there's a small start that was going to eventually exponentially grow, and it did, as we see today. Like, the churches in every, every nation uh, across the world, um, at least to some extent. Um, mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, there's been moments in our church history that are, you know, less fortunate than others, but, um, in general, the church, you know, still exists. So the exponential growth that happened and it happened from, you know, life on life, you know, relationships, right? Like it was the disciples investing in the next group of disciples, investing in the next group of disciples and eventually establishing his church. Um, and then, you know, uh, the individuals of that community continued to live out this great commission and we saw exponential growth again. Um, it's the same way things grow today. Like, 
And you hear this, like you hear this in the business world, the entrepreneur world as well. Of like, yeah, great things have small beginnings. And you're like, yeah, Jesus said that 2000 years ago. Um, yeah. I'm glad you caught up, <laughs> but like, that's true. So I think it's, I think oftentimes we want things to be exponential. Like the second we decide we're going to jump into this, like, I want to do this yeah. for the kingdom. And I want, for example, like this podcast, we expected a yeah. hundred thousand listeners uh, by this time. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on our year. We were expecting even millions at times. Um, <laughs> we're not there yet. Just heartbreaking to us because we wanted yeah. the exponential growth right, right off the bat. Right. right. Um, but hey, we have more listeners than we probably should have. So uh, it's we're still thrilled. We're still thrilled by everyone that does listen. Um, but yeah. it's a small beginning, right? So we're going to continue to to do our piece because we think this is helpful. We think it's making a difference um, in people's lives. And um, one, it's making a difference in our own lives as we grow in our relationship with Jesus and understanding of this new kingdom and living that out in our daily lives is helpful to us. So it's those small beginnings and seeing what exponential growth can happen as you pour into other people around you. But um, I think that's the big thing of, of this. And the parable of the mustard seed kind of lines right up with just tells a couple of seed stories because man, he's just on a seed bent. Like he's like, Hey, I'm going to talk about all my seeds today. Yes. Um, and he starts with talking about, you know, yeah. Talking about the, a man scattering good seeds on the ground. This would be Jesus scattering good seeds on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, them sprouting up and then he was like, what? I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he jumps into Mm -hmm. the picture. He says, I'm going to put some weeds in here, which Mm -hmm. I didn't even know there was a thing for weed seeds, but apparently there are. Not like marijuana weeds, but like weed weeds. Yeah, thistles. And he and throws all those out there and it you know, starts to wrap around and get all intertwined with his good mustard seeds. And then he's like, what the heck? And the guy's like, you want me to go in and just take out all the seeds? He's like, no, 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 don't do that. And you're going to take out the good seeds as well. It'd be bad. Right. He right. said, wait till wait till harvest. Wait till judgment day. And we'll, we'll pull mm-hmm. the, the good out with the bad. We'll pull the good out of the bad. Um, yeah. And the good is just those that know Jesus. Like it's not good on their own ability or, or behalf. It's by the grace right. of, of God and his sacrifice on the cross um, that we have, we can be called good. Um, but if that's where you're at and that's where majority of our listens are, like that's our target demographic is mm-hmm. those that know Jesus have a relationship with Jesus. Um, but maybe are, are still trying to figure this thing out. Uh, maybe they've been harmed in some way and, they carry baggage. Uh, maybe yeah. they've been, um, uh, they're kind of just an infant fi- infant stage of, of Christianity. And we want to give them a solid biblical view of Christianity, of who Jesus says that they are and what Jesus called them to do rather than maybe some of the church traditions that exist out there um, of, of who um, they think you should be. I um, mean, that's kind of our, our demographic of we're trying to help you become a great tree. So not just a mustard seed, but a, a great tree. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that um, like. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead, man. Sorry. Go for it. Um, this isn't the mustard seed story, but when I see mustard seed in scripture, I just assume that we're talking about Jesus' famous words. Um, where he says, if you have yeah. faith to his disciples, he says, this, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, remember the smallest yeah. of seeds, mm-hmm. And the only reason I know what a mustard seed looks like is I either tied it as an illustration and had one, or I 
uh, saw someone teach as an illustration and saw one. I don't remember. Um, but I've never actually seen one in real life. Like I don't, I don't go seed shopping like Andrew does. Um, you know, he's getting his seed order together, but it's not, it's not not my thing. Uh, I, I was asking him earlier before we got on the podcast, like, Hey, your seeds, do you like, is there hamburger seeds? Like if I have a chance of meatballs, can I grow hamburgers just ready to go? Right. Right. Pull it off a tree. Um, That's the kind of seeds I'm looking for rather than like tomato. Like who wants, I know he says he likes tomatoes, but I think he just lied to himself for so long because he knows he thinks they're good for him. Um, They're actually horrible for you in terms of gut health. Um, If you're on the gut health bandwagon. Um, Uh I'm not. That's what it is. It's funny. No, that's what I think of is those famous words where Jesus says, you know, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, um, you can tell this mountain to move from here to there. And you have the faith yeah. to move it. Um, yes. Which is pretty incredible. Right alongside Jesus' words saying, you're going to do even greater things than I. Telling his disciples that. Um, which is mind-boggling in itself that there's anything I can do greater than. But this is the establishment of the kingdom. Like This is the the seed becoming a, a, a tree that can support you know birds. Um, they can perch on yeah. it. Like it's, it's that big of a, a thing. So that's the exponential growth that we have in our own faith. Um, when we choose to live into Jesus's ways, uh, rather than living life our own way, um, this is the exponential growth we can see, uh, and fruit we can see in the lives around us. This might be a little bit of a tangent, uh, but so like you were, like you were saying in Mark four, it's like, we have the parable of the sower and then, uh, a lamp on a stand, which we haven't talked through yet. Then the parable of growing seeds, then a parable of the mustard seeds. Then Jesus calms a storm down with his words. And then, um, but in the midst of this, Mark kind of says, with many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word uh, to his disciples. But when they were alone, he would explain everything. And um, I was just thinking about that. Like, you know, it's kind of cool that they, it would have been, incredible to be in one of the disciples shoes and have the, I don't know, look inside the kingdom in a more holistic way, you know, like they, like they're standing there hearing Jesus teach these incredible things to huge crowds and to tons of people following him, usually wanting something from him. And he's like, I'm going to teach the word. I'm going to teach about the kingdom and those who will hear it will hear it, you know, and those won't, won't, like, because realistically, a bunch of people were just there like, heal me, do something for me, make me rich, teach me how to do your miracles too, so that I can go and profit from them. You know, it wasn't everybody, not everybody had great motives who was like following Jesus around, but to his disciples, he's like, you're going to hear me teach all these parables, then I'm going to pull back the curtain fully for you. Um, and I feel like that's still the same today, uh, where like the parable of the sower is the perfect analogy of like some seeds falling in rocky places, some coming up, you know, on decent soil and then getting choked out by the the worries of this world by vines, as we talked about. And then this one, it's like, you know, a mustard seed has the chance to grow and it can become this towering thing, but it also can be cut off mid growth. You know, it can be cut off when it's still small, can be trampled over, um, before it has the chance to get big, but 
Jesus was like, I'm going to invest in these disciples with my kingdom. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking these 12 ragtag guys, I'm investing in them deeply, and I know it's going to work, you know? Could be choked out. Like, could they, they could have all wound up like Judas, you know, kind of turning their back on the message of the kingdom, um, betraying Jesus for dollars and cents, you know, um, pieces of silver. But they didn't. Um, and for whatever reason, Jesus, you know, he being fully God and fully man, I guess he knew more more deeply than you and I can know things, Josh. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to sow my mustard seed here. I'm going to sow my kingdom into these, this small group and, uh, and it's going to work, you know? Um, so I don't know. That just kind of hit me like this. I'm investing in this small group. This is where I'm planting my metaphorical mustard seeds. Um, and it's going to work, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's helpful or not, or if it's just a weird tangent, but that's what I was thinking about as you were talking. Well, let's, let's stay on that weird tangent because I have another weird tangent um, as you're talking that I thought about. Um, nice. Like there's a, uh, like as, as things grow, so whether it's you individually or um, things you're trying to invest in the kingdom and, and watching that exponentially grow or uh, things you're trying to start um, and it, it all has small beginnings. It all has um, uh, relational beginnings where it's one-on-one, one-on-two, right? Um, as, as Jesus modeled for us. Um, it, it's oftentimes you can get discouraged when you have huge set, setbacks. So we look at the early church and the early church exploded in Jerusalem. Um, you know, there was a, there's a lot of good going on there. There's a lot of people coming to know Jesus. Um, we're talking in the thousands. Um, was it the church in Jerusalem? Um, and then persecution hit. Um, and yeah. the church had to scatter, which... You're in the moment. You're like, man, everything's going great. Like Jesus is in this. And then all of a sudden, yeah. everyone's got to flee Jerusalem. And now they're like, yeah. what the heck? Like, God, where are you in this? Like, I thought this was your baby. You're not protecting your baby. Um, yeah. Now we have hindsight. Like, we have the beautiful of 2,000 years right. to see what happens right. when when those things kind of happen. But in the, minute, in the middle of it, it's hard to accept that, no, Jesus' ways are the best ways. And in this case, Jesus' ways were the best ways. That means the the gospel spread throughout all of the the Middle East and then throughout Asia and then throughout the rest of the world um, because the persecution, which at first looked really bad for the church, um, ended up being very, very good for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom expanding. Um, You know, I would argue we have the gospel here, you know, in America today because of of the work that was done by um, the evil one um, to persecute Mm -hmm. the church that a God allowed to happen. Um, so, you know, even though and scripture says this, right? Like, even though the, the enemy meant this for evil, Christ can redeem it for good. Um, and that's the beautiful thing that we get to live. And that's why we have hope, right? Like, even though things can get horrible in our lives or dreams could be crushed and um, things we chase after or the securities that we put our faith in, you know, crumble right around us. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, we're okay to, to trust in, in Jesus's plan because it's better. It may be different yeah. and maybe not what we expected, but if we can take that perspective and pull ourselves out of the situation just for a little bit and just to see what Jesus is up to, like, that's huge. Yeah. Like, that's exciting of like, no, we can have faith because my God is still my God and he's still in control. Maybe the person, you know, you voted for president isn't in the White House. 
Uh, maybe he is in the White House, uh, and the one that you hated is not out of the White House. Um, whatever that that plays it, but like that's security, right? We're, we're putting our faith in our government rather than our God. Um, and right. those that are terrified right now um, of who's in the in the in the Oval Office, you're just like, man, your faith is in the wrong place. Um, like yeah. I don't need to be terrified. And we've talked about this over and over again, right? Um, I don't I don't need to be worried about you know everything going on in my world. Sure, I'm going to vote and I'm going to be a citizen. Um, but at the same time, like if, if things align differently than I want them to align, my God is still in control. If we become a communist state, we're not going to, but if we became a communist state, like my God is still my God and the church will continue and persecution may be extremely beneficial to the church. Um, I said this a long time ago. It it would suck if that comes in America and it, and it might come. I don't know. It probably will eventually. But um, but we've seen it again and again, where if God allows his church to be persecuted, it comes back stronger, bigger, and more deeply rooted mm-hmm. every single time. You know, and I think in our, mm-hmm. in our own lives, right? yeah, and, and cutting in along the similar track, I think when when the trials come in our life, and I don't just say the trials, like when... Uh, when you're facing job loss, when you have, when you put your hope in the wrong place, uh, when you, I don't know, anything, when something bad happens to you, when you find out bad medical news, when, when you're somebody you love passes away, when whatever, when a huge deal comes in your life, not a huge deal, something that rocks you comes in your life. You have a moment to figure out where you're rooted. And sometimes it's, it's always a revelation, right. Of, of where am I rooted? Um, and this is the same thing maybe with persecution of, um, you, you'd start looking around and it's like, well, what was our, what was the church about here? What was the United States church about? If we get into a season of persecution and can't do the, this Jesus life in the way that we've been used to, you know? What was it about? Where were its roots? Were they right? Were they wrong? It's going to be revealed, and and God's kingdom is going to continue to move forward. But, um, yeah, but it, persecution is a means of revelation. I think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, and I don't like don't hear us say we think a reckoning is coming for the church. <laughs> that's not that's not the conversation we're having right now. Um, no, you know, the, sh- the church has been shaken with all this COVID stuff, right? Like the model yeah. of, you know, we gather in a room um, and we worship yeah. and hear a message. Like that's what the church is. Like that's been shaken. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for the, the betterment, um, like we don't see that model in scripture. You know, we do see the, the disciples coming together and the, the church, the early church coming together to listen yeah. to the apostles teaching. Um but it's a different experience than what we have in the church today. So um, there's definitely a model that Jesus brought into the world through the Great Commission um, of how his church is established and how his church exponentially grows that um, um, is immune to the societal changes in the world. Um, yeah. Right. Like if you lived by his model and say communism came into America and we can no longer we no longer have the freedom of religion. Um, the church would continue to exist in the shadows. Like it would continue to move on in that model. Now, if you're in the Sunday morning model uh, of church, yeah, your church is going to immediately stop. Um, 
Like, but if you're in the disciple making model of church, like your people are going to continue to make disciples and people are going to continue to find hope and you're going to find opportunities to gather together, um, opportunities to sacrifice for one another. Um, all those things will still continue to happen, whether there's an establishment of an organization or not. And we see this all throughout, you know, Asia, right? Like all throughout communist China, we see the church exploding. Now they're not exploding to the extent that they yeah. used to be, um, you know, even five years ago, but they're still, they're still growing exponentially um, because we, we see Jesus's church modeled um, where the great commission churches are, are living, continue living out the great commission. And when I say church is not the organization, the people. Are you making funny, weird sounds to me? Are you, are you, are you like waving at me right now? If you can hear me, I can't hear you, but I'll keep this thing going because I love you that much. And I won't throw you in the bus and say that your internet sucks and that's why everything's falling apart right now and you're a failure at life, Andrew. Just kidding. That's just a joke because I am i don't know if you can actually hear me or not hear me, um, but we'll keep digging into to this idea of, you know, the faith of a mustard seed. <clears throat> um, and also, you know, going back to the parable, of, you know, what, you know, what kingdom growth looks like um, from the smallest to the greatest. And I think too, like when it's not up to us, right? Like when we just do the part that Jesus told us to do and let him take care of the growing part, um, like when we live in that place, um, this is where exponential growth starts, right? Like it's not up to me to build great things. It's up to me just to be obedient, do Jesus called me to be and to do what Jesus has called me to do. Um, and that's what, like, that's what we're chasing. Um, and that's where we see the exponential growth. But when it's up to me, right? Like it's up to me to turn into a tree and, you know, to be such a tree that birds can land on me. Well, one, that's daunting Two, let's be honest, I'm not capable of it. And you're probably not capable of it. Um, and that's okay because that's not the model, right? When Jesus said, you know, go into all the world, making disciples of all nations, baptize them in the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And he doesn't stop there. He says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Like that's the beauty of, of the kingdom. Like that's what kingdom growth looks like. I'm just responsible for telling people the gospel, to give an opportunity to uh, choose the gospel and choose Jesus. Um, I, I teach them the things that I know about Jesus and how to connect with Jesus, what we call Jesus habits. Um, get them into to God's already recorded word, which we call the Bible. Um, so they can start those, that communication with Jesus themselves, and he can be the primary disciple maker and I'm secondary helping them along. Um, and you know, eventually get them to a place where they're doing the same model with other people. That's less daunting. Like it's not up to me to save the world. It's up to me to find those disciples that Jesus put in my path and live out the great commission in their lives as Jesus called me to in relational environments. Um, and then allow, um, Jesus to do what Jesus does as we see exponential growth from, from that. But it's, yeah, I think that's where we get terrified of like, I have to become a tree. And you're like, yeah, you are going to become a tree. That's a thing. You can't not if you're going to walk with Jesus, uh, but it's not up to you. Like it's not your job, like that's a lot of work. Let Jesus be Jesus and let Jesus do it. Right. Like what's uh, photosynthesis. Let Jesus be the photosynthesis in your life. Um, right. like go to him for your source of everything. Um, the source of, Hey, who's next Jesus, the source of, Hey, who should I focus in on Jesus? Hey, Jesus, what should I be doing right now in these moments? Um, as I try to let the great commission and where you've placed me, 
Um, hey, Jesus, this person's ready to make disciples themselves. What does that process look like? Like walk with Jesus and those things and let him guide your way. Like it's not up to you. And I think that's where we get terrified is, is we get scared that, um, we have to become the big branches all by ourselves, And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. I got you. I'm with you. This isn't up to you because it was up to you. Let's be honest. This church thing would have failed a long time ago. This new kingdom thing would have failed That's a long right. time ago. Thank you. It's not up to That's right. It's up to Christ and, and let Christ work and Christ people that want to follow Jesus. And those that are following Jesus see that fruit. And those that don't, unfortunately they become you know, the size of maybe a little weed. And that's as far as we get. Right. And Josh, I don't know if you, I'm sorry, I was having a little bit of a headphone issue there, so I kept trying to signal, keep going. But um, man, as you were talking about kind of the great commission of that Jesus left with, um, I was thinking about uh, the the little tiny parable right before this one about the seeds, where basically Jesus just says, hey, when somebody plants a seed, it's not up to them to do the growing. They put it in the soil. Mm-hmm. They might prepare the soil, but the reality is the soil was already made to grow that seed um, with some water, with some sunlight, with some things that you and I can't control. It'll grow. Um, and that's because of the way that God set it up. So I like how you're saying just you have to let God be God and and try to do your part. part. Um, but you can't. Yep. You can't. God can turn you into the metaphorical mustard tree, right? He can do that over time, but it's not really up to you. You can't do that. You can't just be like, well, I need to, you know, be bigger. I need to have more influence. I need to do more for the kingdom of God. It's like, no, with time, with the right conditions, God has already set you up to play your part in his kingdom. Um, And you have to just be, yeah. And you have to almost just submit to that and say, I'm going to do what I think is the next right thing um, prayerfully and with people who love love God and love me in that order. Um, I'm going to work through this life and try to take the next right steps to follow Jesus in my my daily walk and my normal life and in each part of my life that I'm living, I guess. Um, and over time, yep. he, he could grow your influence to be as huge as a mustard seed. Now, uh, as huge as mustard tree. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have some monster platform. We might do this podcast for years and years and never have hundreds of thousands of people listening. And that might be God's exact plan. He might want to use this podcast for 10 people. Let's say, let's say we do this for years and years and there's 10 people who have radically changed lives um, as a result of it, that the Holy spirit works through our words in this podcast um, to, to have them deepen their faith and make it real. And then they set off on a journey and start, um, having explosive kingdom growth. Well, man, that, that maybe that was the intent all along, or maybe he does bless it and allow us to have crazy influence through it. But, um, we can't control that. We can just kind of cry. You what? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) The flesh would cry if we only had 10 people. Yeah, that's fair. It'd be really hard to keep (laughs) going. Fair, that's fair. But dude, this is episode forty, and we've been we've been faithful in trying to just keep this thing going, and trying to keep our motives right, and trying to trying to focus on things that are helpful. And you know, we're just like planting the seed, and God's going to do with it what He will. Because the reality is, when you plant a seed, you don't 
go back every day and do something to make it grow better. You just kind of let things happen once you do your part. Um, you let God control the rest, um, literally and metaphorically. So anyway, man, I just thought that was cool. You were bringing about well, the, or bringing up the Great Commission coupled with this parable. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, and I think too, like where we get ourselves in trouble as, as, as Christians is like, we, we take on God's part. Um, like we mm-hmm. wonder why we don't have exponential growth or fruit in our lives of, of the things we put in is because we're trying to be God, right? Like I'm trying to make people grow. I'm trying to do this, or I'm trying to build this platform or I'm tr- what, whatever it is. Um, and that's, that's not our place, right? Like Paul was very clear to the Corinthians. You know, he said, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it but God made it grow, right? Like that's God's spot. My job is to plant seeds. My job is to water it. And by watering it, it's teaching them Jesus ways, right? In people's lives. It's teaching them um, how to foster a relationship with Jesus themselves. So he can be their primary disciple maker. Um, but it's God's job to grow people. It's not my job to grow people. And right. I think that's where we get into trouble. If, if I give them enough information about scripture, if I give them enough knowledge, um, if I give them enough experiences, um, then, then they'll grow. You're like, no, like that's not the point. The point is, yeah. can I create environments and give you tools to foster your own relationship with Jesus? Yeah. Like, I don't need you to be a disciple of Josh or need you to be a disciple of Andrew. I need you to be a disciple mm-hmm. of Jesus because Jesus is the only one who's going to help you grow. Jesus is the only way to take you from seed form to tree form. Ooh, that's a good word right there. Let's yeah. preach that. Make that a make that a make that a step. We'll that's add right. that to our pile of um, from seed form to tree form. That's um, that's, that's God's job. Uh, and and I know you get missed me- messages in the church. Like the church is trying to do its best to engage you. The church is trying to do its best to um, to help you become a part of its community. To be a, a functioning member of its community. Be a contributing member of its community all helpful things and, and backed by scripture, right? Like, you know, we look at Corinthians when he goes through spiritual gifts, like you should be investing back into the community that you have gifts that the community needs. Um, yeah. You may be a, a, an eye and you think the hand's more important, but you're just as important as that eye or hand, whatever one you weren't um, yeah. right. Like there's that piece of it too that, that we have to chase. And I think we, we so easily put ourselves of it's my job to do these things when it's God's job um, to do these things. And that's where we get ourselves in trouble, right? Like if we can get back to the basics of, Hey, I just need to teach you the ways to connect to Jesus. Can I teach you the, the, the tenets of the kingdom? Can I teach you, um, the ways of, of spiritual disciplines or what we call Jesus habits? Um, so you can foster a relationship with Jesus, not to look good as a good Christian. You know, you know, those good Christians, right? They practice all the habits and they look great on the outside, but on the inside and they're dead man's bones. I think Jesus said something about that. I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah. I'm being sufficient. Nope. Sorry. I'm being sarcastic, but what's the other word, Andrew? Facetious. Yeah. You're Say it again. Facetious. Facetious. Yeah. I was trying to start with an S. Yeah, that was my screw up. Um, words are hard. Um, do you know what I did think of? This has nothing to do with what we're talking about other than the fact that stop being God and you just play your part. Yeah. Um, connect with Jesus. I'll come back to how we connect with Jesus here in a second. But um, when you were thinking about this last week, somebody did something yeah. stupid. Uh, and I thought of you, not because you do oh, stupid things, but you're lying. Suck, suck. Yes. <laughs> I love that line. Sucks to suck. I didn't say it, but I was like, ah, oh, sucks to suck. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> such a good, such a good line. That needs to be a awesome, as well. We'll Thank add that you. to the 
that that should be a sticker. Sucks and I gotta actually say that was my wife. Uh, she, yeah, but I stole it. I kept it. I kept it. I kept it going. I kept it okay, going. Here's, here's, here's the sticker now. It's kind of like the Wayne Gretzky sticker with, um, or Wayne Gretzky quote with, uh, Michael Scott. So we'll just write parentheses sucks to suck parentheses, Jana Hannah, uh, <laughs> inside of more parentheses, Andrew Hannah. So you take credit for it. Yes. Uh, attribute to me. Yeah, I'll take it. Your sticker. I'll take it. Man, you were on a good, um, you were on a good line of thinking right before all that tangent. Can you bring it back or is it gone? No, I got it. I'm still there. Yeah. No, I made Sufficient. sure to pay attention to it while I said that's suspicious. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be no, where I but, like to get people to spiritual maturity is to get them to connect with Jesus. Yes. Right. In Jesus ways. Yep. Um, and I think that's the piece that we miss. We try really hard as Christians, but we take on the God part rather than mm-hmm. just our part. Well, if I'm just planting seeds, I'm just spreading the gospel. And it's simply yep. just saying like, here's my life. This is why I have hope. This is why in the face of trials, I continue to persevere. Like, this is why I still have a, a huge amount of joy in this life that even though things maybe feel bad or you want to get, they're going to fire you or whatever happens to be um, yeah. going back to the fire you uh, conversation. Like, even if that's the case, you're still like, no, Jesus is still Jesus. Things are still good, right? That's the gospel I get to share. Now, you get into the actual gospel of what it is in terms of this is why I have this faith. This is why I have this hope. It's the fact that Jesus went to the cross, took on your sins and my sins and died in our place, um, paying the price for our sin, and then raising again, uh, conquering death three days later so we could do the same and experience the full life that Jesus has for us, not just in this life, not just in the next life, but this life as well, right? That's the gospel. Um, super simple. It's an easy message. It's not my job to convince you of it. Not my job to get into all the apologetics of it. My job is just to tell you it and let Jesus do what Jesus does, and you can choose or reject it. That's up to you. Um, and then we water the seed, and water the seed is, is the Jesus ways. Can I teach you Jesus habits? Can I teach you, hey, how do you read scripture in relationship with Jesus? Not just right. so I'm getting a bunch of information and I know all the stories and you know when I go to Bible quiz and I can be you know top notch. No, we, we teach you how to read it in relationship so you can hear Jesus speak things he's already spoken and recorded in his word. Right? Yeah. Can I teach you that? Can I teach you how to pray? Just to have conversations with God. Um, use the model that Jesus gave us um, mm-hmm. in Matthew of, hey, this is how to pray. It's all relationship. Um, it's not, uh, uh, what's the word? Not scientific, um, not static, sterile. It's not sterile. It's relationship. Um, can I teach you how to do that? Can I teach you how to fast? So you rely on Jesus and Jesus ways rather than on your own self and what you want. Um, can I teach you uh, how to worship in such a position that I'm not caring about the, the, the presentation of my worship, but I'm just caring about my heart just being given to God. Um, can I teach you these right. Jesus? And we went through Jesus habits. You can find them uh, on our website. Um, you can go back early on in, in our episodes, like, I don't know, like eight through 12 or something like that, um, yeah. and find them there. Um, and we talk through these habits, but like, that's it, right? We want Jesus habits. That's what watering the seed is. Can I teach you Jesus ways and Jesus habits so you can be in relationship with Jesus so God can make it grow, so God can do the growth inside you, so God can take you from, from seed to tree. Nope, that wasn't the line. God can take you. See, we already lost it. Man, this is why you should write things down. To tree form. That's right. From seed form to tree form. Oh, it's the form. That's what makes it. That's what makes it stick. That's right. Put that form word in there. That's Um, so good. That's funny. Okay. And another one. I've been going on a rant. 
I feel like but the, it's, it's you. the entire job of making disciples could be oversimplified as like, you just have to put them in the dirt. You just got to put people in the spiritual dirt so they can grow, equip them with the right tools, put them in the dirt and, and kind of put them in God's will in their life, help them understand God's will in their life by putting them in the dirt, not killing people, not shooting people and putting them in the dirt. But I mean, like the, the seed form to tree form way, um, I love that man. Seed form to tree form. That's awesome. But I think that's where we get that's man. This is where we get so and we see this with parenting too, right? We love our mm-hmm. kids so much. We want our kids to experience everything God has for them. So we force a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm going, I'm in a discipleship network and I go through coaching every every week um, or every other week. And in the midst of our conversations right now, we're we're talking a lot about your your role, God's role, um, and then the disciple's mm-hmm. role, right? Yeah. We all have our, our place and stay in your lane. Um, but we also talk about in the spiritual maturity kind of timeline as people become spiritual parents themselves, or they're making disciples themselves. Um, oftentimes what happens is we try to skip steps. I don't need to conquer everything in the child in the infant phase, which is all understanding Jesus ways, understanding how to connect with Jesus. Right. Uh, I, if I skip all those things and go right to serving. So if all I'm doing is, is producing and yeah. ministering for the sake of the gospel, um, like mm-hmm. there, there's no fruit behind any of that. So all of my, right, yep. Jesus said this, you know, abide in me and I'll abide in you. And without me, you can't bear any fruit. Like you can do nothing. Like this is what he's talking about. Like if I do it outside of the Jesus ways, then I bear no fruit. And I can do nothing. Like my showing up every week to youth ministry is pointless. My showing up every week um, to be a greeter is pointless. It's not doing anything because I've skipped too many steps along the way. And I went straight to, I'm going to be a minister. Um, and I'm going to start pouring into other people, um, but I'm not. I'm not actually a disciple of Jesus yet. I'm not. I haven't gone through the steps to to fully mature in my faith. Um, I'm, as Paul said, I'm I'm still on the the teat of my mother. Um, I don't. Paul's a, yeah. much less graphic than that. But yeah. <laughs> you're still on milk instead of solid basically food. Basically said. You, you all are still drinking milk like babies. You should be on steak diets at this point. You should be on whole food. You know, what are you doing? You're in, you're stuck in the infant stage and, and don't hear us yep. wrong. What Josh said is exactly right, but there's grace for the overzealous. There's grace for the people who push too hard and too quick and go straight into, well, you got to get plugged in serving and doing all these things. And that then you'll experience the full life in Jesus. Like, no, we're not all, yeah. we're not all perfect all the time, you know, and, and God has grace for that. But when you can control it and you do have time to think about the way you're going to disciple people, which you should have before you disciple people, it's a big deal. Um, you should think about this approach of how do I take, you should have a model. Yeah, you should it. have a good model because a lot of people have put a lot of good work into this and and really tried to understand what is the model Jesus used and how does that apply to life in this mm-hmm. day and age. It still applies, but there's a lot of people who've who've thought about this. And um, if you mm-hmm. have questions and you're interested in what Josh is saying, you can reach out to us any way you can connect to our podcast. And he'd be happy to potentially talk to you or at least send you some resources on where you could read more about this because discipleship is stinking important, man. It is it is the way that God said um, this seed is going to grow. It's the model he used to to 
disciple his disciples, you know, and, and let the kingdom grow. So anyway, it matters a lot, but uh, don't hear us preaching that there's no grace for if you've messed up or taken uh, the wrong approach to making disciples in the past. Of course there's grace for that, but let's do it. We all have, like I've, I've sat in, I've sat in guys groups for, you know, years and we read a chapter of scripture every week and we talk about it. Um, helpful for information, understanding, uh, to some extent, Jesus way, but without intentionality, no disciples are being made. Um, it's just information transfer. Um, and that's what we're trying to get away from. Right? We want to be great commission followers of Jesus. We want to help people find Jesus, uh, understand his gospel, understand what he did for them, understand the life that he set out before them. We want them to understand ways to connect with Christ, um, the Jesus ways of doing this life. And then we want them to live the same mission that Jesus is, is calling us to for them to live out the great commission themselves with those that they come in contact with. Right. Like that's, that's really what we're chasing. Um, and I, I think so often we get so bogged down in the information transfer that we miss out on the life change transfer, the life yes. change that could happen if we just follow yes. Jesus ways of doing this thing and discipleship's not knowledge. It's not Bible study classes. Discipleship is life on life relationship pointing people towards Christ and becoming deeper in their relationship with Jesus um, and living out the mission of Jesus in others' lives. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, I don't know how we got here. I I hope it all connected for you as you've been listening. Um, I hope that Andrew's crappy internet has not ruined your day and I had to talk the whole time. Um, And you just were like, Josh, I'm sick of hearing from you. I want to hear from Andrew. Um, He really wanted to. Uh, You could probably actually still hear him a little bit because uh, right. his mic worked the whole time, I could hear him, but like, he just couldn't hear me. I um, couldn't hear. So I could have just like pulled that. And I was like, just go with it and just see what happens. And listen, it was, not just... it was my crappy my Bluetooth headphones decided to die in the middle of recording. So that was the problem. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, enough. but out of that, uh, uh, you had some brilliance flash at you through Josh um, talking about give, one give it to Jesus. Because let's yeah. be honest, these yeah. are just. We're going to say that was inspired by the Holy Spirit because from seed form to tree form is a great way to think about this. And if you don't take a lot away from me in this, just take away that you can't force it. You can get the conditions right. Um, You can, and and that's really our job is to get the conditions right to be able to follow Jesus and be able to have a real relationship with God. But the reality is, you and I didn't create the dirt. You and I didn't create the environment um, that can grow a seed from seed to tree. So that's up to God. Uh, we have a big part to play in it, but from seed form to tree form, that's the goal. Real discipleship, real relationship with God. And uh, I hope that you have been encouraged listening to this. Um, Josh, man, I don't know if you have any final thoughts, but thanks for a great thought-provoking discussion on the parable of the mustard seed. Yeah. The only final thought I have is sucks to suck, um, <laughs> which is, which is always a rough one. What was our other, if nothing else came out of this podcast, if you're like me and Josh and Josh and Andrew, they're just, I don't know what they're talking about, but it makes no sense to me. But they had some cool sticker ideas. <laughs> what were those sticker ideas, Andrew? So we can write them down so we don't lose them. I'll take the hit. Sucks to suck. The hit. From seed form to tree form. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. 
And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.